0: Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
1: And welcome back, George Norrie with you, John Rappaport with us. John, so are you saying that, first of all, this virus, whatever it may be, was concocted probably in a laboratory?
0: No, I'm not. Uh, Because if it was concocted in a laboratory, it's not that people are not trying to do this. But the weaponizers of germs in labs are faced with an enormous challenge, which they well understand, but many other people don't. And that is that viruses are intrinsically very unstable, and they mutate extremely rapidly. Exactly. So even if you began, uh, researchers might say, okay, well, we have this super-duper virus here, and uh, we're going to unleash it on the world. The effect would be completely unpredictable because of the mutation rate. So therefore, you could end up, let's say, killing 100 people or half the planet, uh, you know, if you wanted to speculate about what might happen. That gives you a completely absurd scenario. The real scenario that is effective and produces exactly what we have now, which is horrendous in terms of economic destruction, is you tell a story about a virus, you don't really do the proper scientific steps to prove that you ever discovered a new virus in the first place. But you say you do. You say, "Oh, we discovered this unique uh, coronavirus, which is very deadly, even though all the other coronaviruses are just that cause a common cold or whatever, whatever." Mm-hmm. You know, and in telling the story. And then using a diagnostic test, which is completely useless but allows you to multiply case numbers, you corral many people under this umbrella term called COVID-19. Most of them are elderly. They're already in serious health trouble. They come into hospitals and so on and so forth. They make up the overwhelming number of statistics uh, in mortality rate and so forth. Now you have the picture of a vast pandemic that is scaring everybody, and the publicity is wall-to-wall. And now you can lock down the populations, and you can create this devastation that we are being visited with right now.
1: And it's conceivable, then, that these people who are dying, most of them could be dying from the normal flu, which is seasonal anyway.
0: Exactly. And if you start looking at flu-like illness statistics around the world, they're absolutely enormous. I keep writing them down because they keep changing, but I mean, if you want to look at Italy, uh, the last uh, several years, the annual rare flu cases, they estimated 5.3 million per year in Italy. <laughs> 5.3 million per year in Italy. And... Uh, of 22,000 deaths, they say.
1: Which is huge. Gigantic.
0: And that's just in Italy alone, so you start extrapolating that out to the rest of the world. Well,
1: what I said, John, when this first started, when we started hearing about it, my complaint was with the major media creating the hysteria. Now, you tell me if I'm correct here. What I said back in the December, January, was not once in my career... Have I ever heard a major media outlet report on the seasonal death flus on a daily basis for any flu that we've had? And the fact that you know they would say three people have died from the coronavirus, I'm saying 200 may have died today from the normal flu. So my my whole issue was the hysteria the media was creating from this. Was I right?
0: Absolutely, George. That's. That's absolutely right, and you and I have actually discussed this before when we were talking about swine flu and SARS and so on. So if you consider the enormous numbers that we're talking about of people every year, this is not just one time, but every year who have these flu-like illnesses which have completely overlapping symptoms with uh, what they're calling uh, COVID-19 now, and the deaths and so forth, you would say, well, okay, well, let's see, the CDC and World Health Organization, they ought to be declaring a pandemic every year, right? I mean, that's what they're doing now with COVID-19, what they're calling COVID-19. So you would say, well, every year they ought to be doing this and locking down the planet, canceling all events Mm -hmm. and just devastating the economies, but they never mention it. They never talk about it. As you say, the media never report on it. All they do is say, get the flu vaccine, get the flu vaccine, and that's about it. And that is the obvious comparison to make and exposes the gigantic lie. So it's very, very easy to move over all of these flu cases into the COVID category and all the pneumonia cases other that's another gigantic number of people on the planet uh that you can move into this category and say well it's covid nineteen and then you have the appearance and the story of a gigantic pandemic yes, and then the public health people at the World Health Organization and the c d c are ready this time to do much more than they 've ever done in the past, which is Okay, so now we're going to torpedo all the economies of the
1: world. And I, th- I think also, John, that people who normally would not have gone to the hospital with the flu, they just would have stayed home and battled it. They're all going in now. I talked to a doctor in St. Louis, and I said, what's it like in the hospital right now? He said, it's a zoo. I've never seen it this busy. But I said, but during the seasonal flu, do you get a lot of people that come in, too? And he said, oh, yeah. We do. So I think what's happening, and this fits your thoughts, that everybody who's getting sick now, they think they have the COVID-19 and they're panicking.
0: Exactly. I put up an article about a week ago because I said to myself, okay, so let's look at, say, 2018, what was happening in hospitals around the United States. I found an article from Time magazine that basically said, Hospitals are overflowing in all 50 states. This was 2018, like from flu. And they cited examples of one hospital in state after another, and the doctors are out there uh, putting up tents in the parking lot to treat people. And it's like if you just erase the date and you just changed it to 2020, you would say, well, those are the stories that I'm reading in the uh, mainstream press now about this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly the point. You're absolutely right. All these people are now coming into the hospitals because they're terrified that in addition to ordinary seasonal flu, they have the dreaded epidemic disease.
1: I saw somebody sneeze in the grocery store today, not on any food. He just sneezed, and people ran away like he had the plague. Uh, it's it, it's incredible. Well, let me ask you this though: Is there a COVID nineteen virus? Is there a new virus out there?
0: As far as I'm concerned, and uh, chapter and verse on this is uh, in my articles. We don't need to go into all the details. They right. never use the proper procedure to say we discovered a new virus. They said they did, but the tests that you're supposed to run in any, I mean any sophomore in a science class at college could tell you, you've got to really establish this. If you're going to say, we have a new virus that's going to cause us to lock down half the planet, you better really prove that you found it. I see no such evidence in the literature that they did the work necessary to establish that at all,
1: period. Now, here's something that's puzzling me And maybe this is because it was never reported before with the seasonal flu. But it seems that first responders and medical practitioners seem to be getting this virus, whatever it may be, and they're getting sick and some of them dying. My question to you is, was that still happening with the seasonal flu? We just never heard about it before.
0: Well, it could very well be because you don't see these cases Uh, You know, these are the outlier cases that people will always bring up and they'll say, well, what about the three doctors who died here or the two hospital workers and so on and so forth? Explain that. I say, well, I'm not there. I haven't seen the patient records. I don't know what these people may have been suffering from before this ever happened. Who knows? And yes, this could have happened last year, the year before, never reported in the press and so it was unnoticed until now. Oh, until now. Yeah. It's played up fantastically.
1: And that's the same with people wearing masks. I mean, with the normal flu, minimal people wore masks last year, the year before, the year before that. Now, half the people you look at are wearing masks.
0: Yes, and in New York and the empty streets, they're walking down the middle of the street at great distances from each other to avoid any possibility of of contact. Now we get into the, the the motivations that I see behind this whole thing which have to do with enacting hostility, suspicion among people against each other, divide and conquer in a really really vicious way. Yes. It, yes. It's just unbelievable.
1: Who benefits, John? And at what point did somebody concoct if this, this, if this theory is correct about destroying world economies, who benefits and what's the game plan?
0: To me, there are many levels, of course, of benefits that you could enumerate. You know, you could say a pharmaceutical company is going to make a fortune on the vaccine, antiviral drugs and blah, blah, blah. But when you go higher and higher on the ladder of control, which is what this is all about, It's apparent to me that this is an attempt to usher in a new world, a new kind of world of technocracy, which in other words is to say we had this great shock to the global system. There was before the pandemic BP and after the pandemic AP, and this marks the end of what we used to know as history. We're never going to go back to the way it was before. This is the kind of propaganda you're already hearing, and we'll hear more of. We have to build a new world. What kind of world? An engineered world. A world, of course, of wall-to-wall surveillance, because we have to detect diseases early before they really spread and happen. We're going to have smart cities. We're going to have the Internet of mm-hmm.
1: things. Mandatory vaccines, that's going to happen.
0: Yes, yes. Many, many, many vaccines and and new technologies of vaccines, for example, DNA vaccines, as they're called, which, as I've written, permanently change the genetic makeup of the recipients who take the vaccine.
1: What would happen, John, if the president said tomorrow, I have talked to the 50 governors of the United States, and I am immediately implementing, and they have all agreed to go back to opening up our businesses, our schools, our churches, because some churches are shutting down now, too. You can't go and worship. But we're opening up everything, and we're going back to the way it was. What would happen?
0: This is the question that I've been posing all along. First of all, he would be, and he knows this, would be, I mean, if you think the attacks on him so far in his presidency, were uh, vicious, that would be nothing. That would be a Sunday picnic compared to what would come down on his head, and he knows it. But the overall effect, as far as I'm concerned, would be positive, extremely positive, because what would be revealed is, as Anthony Fauci said back in February in the New England Journal of Medicine before he decided to change his tune once again, This is akin to a severe flu season.
1: Yes. It's the flu flu on steroids. That's what I call it.
0: Right. And so you would see a typical flu-like illness, severe season in the U.S. and in other countries. The country would survive. The economy would survive. It would come back. And overall, it would be an extremely positive effect. I mean, for example, what's happening in India now with the lockdowns there, you and in other countries where you have gigantic numbers of people that live in extreme poverty, you're talking about cutting these people off from food. You're talking about no way. It's not like, oh, we're going to give everybody a check, you know, a digital yeah. check.
1: No, I, I mean, it's crazy. Going to die. It's crazy. And, and again, 650,000 people worldwide die from the seasonal flu every year. Six hundred and fifty thousand people. If they would have said today, six hundred and fifty thousand people have just died from COVID nineteen, people would be panicking. But that's where they're headed. That's what they want to say.
0: That's what they want to say. And also keep in mind, as you just pointed out, that six hundred and fifty thousand figure—that's every year,
1: that's every year, year, year after that's year, clockwork,
0: like every year, every year. So imagine if that were the story being told about covid-19 you would have people trying to burrow down to the center of the earth to hide
1: Abs- absolutely absolutely Ev- everybody would be sleeping with masks on exactly. it, it's it's really it's it's crazy john but my my biggest concern is we're at a we're coming close to a breaking point i can feel it uh with people who have to go back to work again they have to start earning money They can't live the way that they've been living over the past several weeks. That's got to change. Will it change?
0: That does. I don't know if it's going to change, but it has to change. Absolutely. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.